I, I can a hundred <laughs> I can hundred percent relate to that because whenever the pandemic hit and gigs just you know died a death, we, we tried to keep uh, the wrong kind of music podcast going. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's just got to me. the point of our podcast is driven by the live music experience. That's what we talk about. We talk about gigs. It was always meant to replicate that conversation that you have in between bands where you're having a beer and you're going, they were good. Mm-hmm. I like them because... That, yeah, that was such a huge part of your podcast. Yeah, and, you? and without that, we just thought rather than trying to force it and it being unnatural, let's 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 just let it go, you know? Um, mm. And I mean, hats off to you, Richie, for what you've done. I think it's absolutely incredible that you've kept this thing going. Thanks, man. I don't think, I don't think you've missed a week through no, this whole thing always something to talk about <laughs> always something to cover uh, but just the nature of our podcast we decided rather than trying to unnaturally push this let's let's just let it lay low for a little while and we'll come back when the yeah. time's right you know but there's something strong then about when you do come back it's like unreal like you know you, pro- you might even get more of a push of people listening to it when it does come yeah, back it's, do you know what I mean like there's almost that return thing like. it's, it's a big thing because sometimes you kind of get that impression and I'm sure people in bands get the same thing that you're just screaming into the void and mm. no one's really listening yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you get people coming up to you and going you know what about the podcast are you going to bring the podcast back it's kind of like Jesus, someone actually cares. People care about this. Yes, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, so that's it's, it's a big it's a big boost. I'm well well off the hair. You know? I think that's you're right. I think it's thinking about about the wrong kind of music podcast as well, Wayne, because you already have an audience. You maybe you don't even realize that. So you've already reached a level where people are already interested. So then mm-hmm. and people don't forget, but you know, sometimes when yeah, I I feel that way sometimes as well. When you're out of the storm you kind of forget that people actually do care and they are interested Absolutely. in what you're saying we have to do. So people will, you know, your podcast already has a following. Yeah. So they're, and they're not going to get it. And when you announce it again, that it's going to come back, people will be like, fuck, that's great. We answered a second. I I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely, I'll be, I'll be genuinely excited. I was, I had talked to you even when you were doing it, just saying how much I, mm. I really enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I was very vocal about letting you know, like, just any any kind of thing to promote um, music if it's good. Like I mean, if it is genuinely shit, <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much help and I can do. I, like, I think you know? the, the thing that helps us, and I reckon Brittio will back me up on this, is I I have never done it to help the scene. I've never done it because I thought I'm going to do this to help bands out. I'm going to do this to help get extra punters at gigs or whatever. We always done it because we enjoyed it. End of story. You know. And I think if you were doing it for any other motive, you're just you're not going to get that sincerity across. No one's going to believe what you're saying unless you're doing it for the right reasons, you know. And we just done it because mm. it was great crack. It was brilliant getting in a room, having a rake of beers, and just talking about the bands that you love going to see. Yeah, uh, that's and, that's and it, kind of like the forums with us, you know. Yeah, we make a lot of money off that. Those, the reason that uh, I those do are it, my favorites like... of the podcast you put out. You know, those are my, <laughs> I doubt my favorites. Um, yeah. Occasionally, though, uh, you end up with uh, Pete from Kidos, and then it all just goes to shit because fifteen minutes, <laughs> fifteen minutes into the podcast, you're eight beers deep. You know, and it's doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a few. There was uh, Wayne. I can't even remember what it was, but I went to message you the other day. I think it was actually about the Game Savers podcast, saying that I really enjoyed it, and I was looking at our messages. 
that Wayne <laughs> Wayne was doing for ages was he'd he'd put the forums on the big TV and just message me play by play, being like, "No, you're wrong. Yeah, no, you're right." Because <laughs> I, 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 com- I completely forgot about that, and when I was I, like, "I love I'm, that." When I'm watching the podcast, it almost frustrates me that I can't join in the conversation. Enjoy, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I want yeah. I want to have my say as well. You know, whatever you're saying, <laughs> this, yeah. this album's not very good. And I'm going, "No, it's good for this reason." Mm. You know, um, and it's but, the other real strange thing about podcasts. I know we're getting way off topic here, but, but anyway, I, I used to listen to uh, That's Not Metal podcast a lot. Uh, mm. It was two guys called Stephen L and B's. And you almost feel like you get to know the people. You know, you spend so That's much time exactly listening I, yeah. to them. And I, and yeah, I met yeah. them at Download one year and <laughs> I was sitting chatting away to them and I caught myself on it. It was like, you're talking to these people like, You've been mates. You know them for years, yeah, and they, yeah, they yeah. have no idea who I am. They just met me fifteen yeah. seconds ago. You know, I couldn't agree more. To <laughs> be honest, man. Yeah, it's, couldn't it's, agree it's a more. weird relationship to have mm. with podcasters. You know, it's very different from um, watching people on TV or or anything like that. It's a very different thing. Mm. Yeah, well, I tell you about the first time I met uh, the lads in Grey Stag. Uh, I can't even remember which one of no. I was at um, Knock and Stocking when I was off. Well hammered like <laughs> I was in the um it was like the Sunday night and we were in the like uh artist bar and I just get I think it was Matthew like I just get this like <laughs> head over that literally comes into me like this and goes I love the forums <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and I was like oh and really he's like I'm in Grace Sag and I was like at the time I was like oh yeah yeah we've covered your stuff it's great and since then, like, sure, the fucking, the lads are absolute legends. But, you know, little things like that. I'm like, that's fucking, just the voice in the, the side of my ear being like, I love the forums, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in, in relation to like, okay, so there's a shitload of podcasts out there at the moment and no more than Spotify with bands. I mean, how the fuck are bands going to release stuff into this void, um, be it EP or we'd say album and expect expect it to be relevant. Nowadays, people just focus in on two or three songs and do they just fuck away the rest of it? On digital form now, I'm on about. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think if there's... Will, do albums and EPs, do, do they have any value anymore? I, I, th- I, think I, I, I would yeah. say they would. I hope I would so. say they definitely I would. I so. I mean, like, if, if there's bands now that I wouldn't even really know, but if you're... Again, taking your finger or your arse and fucking emailing. You're sending 100 emails for reviews and for everything. You might get 10 back, you know, but you're posting that you're getting coverage. You're posting that you're doing this. And like, you know, when, again, like this is using social media when there's a need for it to push something. Mm. And if I'm, you know, just gradually seeing that with the corner of my eye, it might take me a little while if I never really heard the band, but I'll just one day just go, you know what? fuck it like i'll just go onto spotify especially for when i'm working and i'll just play the entire thing do you know what i mean yeah. like just that, but i i love that I, like that whole finding new bands I, i've had long conversations about this whole you know basically playlist version albums and stuff and i i'll can mm. i'll admit i mean i'm big into the digital side of things i just think it's so mm. amazingly convenient way to listen to music yes uh, so I'll, I'll walk in the room and i'll say you know i'll tell my speaker to play Hatebreed or Mastodon or, mm. or whatever, uh, and it will just play songs by that band right. uh, in some random order. Okay, but when an album drops, for instance, Gojira's new album, I mean, damn right, I'm listening to that album start to finish ten times before I kind of 
Allow that, allow that to be kind of dropped into playlists and pick yeah. out my favorite song from it. I do yeah. think there's a massive importance, and people shouldn't forget the importance. But that's just you, man. No, I mean, other people. Yeah. No, I'd actually, I agree. There's like when you finish an album, it might, it'll start playing, um, like you know the radio thing where it plays similar things. But Monday, Monday mornings in work, first I don't open. Well, I would say I don't open YouTube. Or I start working. Careful now. Careful <laughs> the very now. First thing that I open. <clears throat> Ah, look, sure, they know. <laughs> but the very first thing that I'll do is discover weekly and it's two and a half hours maybe of my morning and I'll press play and like I'll listen to every single song. Uh, I'll make a note on my phone. I'll look at it and be like, that's sick. Uh, you know, then I'll kind of go on to each band that I thought that's class. Start listening to a full album. If it catches me, I'll download it onto uh, Spotify for the so I can go for a walk. You're a musician. It doesn't fucking it does, matter if I'm a musician. Man, I love I, music. I, like, I think I don't think you have to be able to play music to like no, it. No, no, like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I would say amongst all of us there that we would definitely follow the album and EP format to all day long. But it's the teenagers and the twenty somethings are just they don't see that I, anymore. I think I think there's a difference between a casual a casual metal fan and and to me that's the sort of person that goes to what I would call heavy metal discos to hear. Enter Sandman and yeah, Lincoln yeah. Park and Papa Roach and stuff. And then the people that are... There's nothing wrong with it either. That, like, that's what you're into. That's what you're into. You're not doing anyone mm, any yeah, harm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's there's people like us who are in the music. Yeah. You know, we, we don't just listen to bands. We we know the names of every member. Mm. You know, we, we can... We bleed We can them. rhyme <laughs> off through discography from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think even though there's a shift towards this playlist or this, you know, smart speakers where we just tell them to play some music or play some thrash or whatever... I think we still, people like me, still have an appreciation of an album, a crafted album that they will listen to from start to finish. I, 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 think, don't, yeah, so I don't think that's think going anywhere, you know? I think the album is vitally important. The EP is something simple, but the album is vitally important because I still think for, for metalers, you know, especially now with the prevalence of vinyl making a resurgence, you know, we like the physical product and the physical product is, is CDs and vinyl, you know, and all the variations they're in. But broader than that, it frames a band's time frame time. in terms of yeah. years. You know, it's it's yeah. the seventh Sun tour of you know Europe that year or whatever. You know, it encapsulates everything that you do. You know, so I think it's you know, or, or the the shirts that you'll sell on that tour will be exclusive to this album. So it it still frames those two to three years of a band's lifespan. That that you know makes you know. It, it, it's a theme for that particular period in time. And, and you know, and we still will buy, like, this little thing I think is brilliant. I'm a big fan of it, you know, but we still want the visible product. We still want to, you know, you know, go to a gig and buy a shirt of that album and buy that mm-hmm. album, you know, in some way and take it home and, and have it and look at the artwork and, and be a part of it, you know. Other genres yeah. maybe not not so much, but, uh, but I think for, for, for still, even the younger rockers, I still think they want to, a part of it, you know, yeah. and like I said, it, yeah. it bookends, you know, periods in a, in a band's cycle. You know, I think maybe being a, you know, in, in terms of 10, 15 year cycles of, of bands to have three, four, five albums, you know, you, you mark it in that kind of way. And I think it's, I think it's yeah. hugely important. James, I think you're us. spot on. Do you think that is just because it's heavy metal and we're heavy metal fans? Would you get that? I don't think you get that fucking yeah, dedication so. in the dance industry, for example. I think to me, yeah, I, I think, that, you, know, I, I think you know, I think, you know, I think we probably, um, 
embrace the digital thing, but I think metal are still very much like their stuff. You know, yeah, I, think, I think within within the dance world, you're, you're right. There's there's less of an interest in albums, and that's because of the way that dance music is played. But I would say stuff like dance music, yes. But I, I would say stuff like with, yeah. I, I don't know hip hop or dub or ska or reggae or any of that. I can't wait for the new hiatus, Coyote man. Still, like new crumb came out, some neo soul stuff. Yeah, I still think there's a big emphasis on albums, and I think it's for I think it's for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think though those points that James was making, I never really thought about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you pick an album and go, that's that's what Iron Maiden sounded like in 1987, and here's what Iron Maiden sounded mm-hmm. like in 1992. You know, you're right. I think that's. That's a great way. It frames the band like yeah. Everything they do is, is kind of in that framework. You know, unfortunately, we end up with albums like Diabolus on Music, and you, you get you know periods bookmarked that you maybe don't want to remember. But uh. but even even to say like Richie, when you sent me the link for this, I was just walking in the door from my twenty uh, k uh, run. 10K. No, I was walking to the shop to get cans. To be honest, if we're gonna, because <laughs> I didn't want anybody to watch me. Like, Go on. <laughs> the, the only thing the lad runs is around his own head but um, uh, like you know I, I literally just sent Richie a screenshot of a band and an album being like this is my next recommendation to you listen to this album start to finish it's not just listen to this song I'm like Richie this is my next thing that I'm sending to you I've done a I've done a yeah, good yeah, job listen to, to this yeah. specific album but you know like this. you know the, the backdrops will be the album cover when you're on tour and the shirts will be the you know yeah, album yeah. cover it's you know, a so huge it's kind of, thing yeah, for yeah, a band, so, like, you know it, like you know, you said the albums and music, you know, or you pick a better example maybe, but you know, that that that'll be that year, you know, you know, bought a Slayer shirt with that album cover and the tour dates on the back, you know, so it and, mm-hmm. and there's your date, you know, in, in Cork and Belfast and Dublin and, and it frames that period of time. You know, and, you yeah. know I think it's thematic as well, that's why it's important. In America, right, in 2020, 8.8 million vinyls were sold in the first half of 2020 and at Christmas time they'd never seen sales of vinyl since 1991 in America now like that'll just fucking yeah. tell you like. fantastic it's, it's almost it's like it's on the, it's like, the up like and I think that's fair mm. uh, you know in any we, we've all seen it things peak and trough but right now you know the like I'm a big vinyl head like as a kid I just love the vinyl you know and I'm, I'm delighted to see it make a resurgence you know it, it just it feels more like you're part of something, you know, you hold this big thing in your hands and it's got the lyrics and the artwork and, you know, you're more invested in it and, and you know, what it means, what the message is and all those things. It's, it's... I've definitely found myself with all the vinyls that I've bought in the last year, all Irish bands. And it wasn't like a purposeful thing. I was just like, you know, when a lot of the bigger bands, like I might buy a T-shirt for like bigger bands that I love, but it was always just like, oh, they have a vinyl. Boom, done. Do you know what I mean? It's something about knowing. But did you buy the record player yet? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I haven't done series. I've had it for ages. <laughs> that wasn't me we were talking about. That's a good point, though. Evan, I think I find something that available. You get more emotionally invested in something. You know what? Because I mean, it's a fucking dose to do, like, do you know. Yeah, I think if you know anything about the process as well, you know, yeah. my respect just, you know, for those bands just rockets because, yep. you, know, yep. you know, unless you know them on any kind of personal level, you know, so I, I definitely get that. I'm more inclined to, you know, to, to kind of buy those kind of products and, you know, 
feel you know, and I feel I feel good for it as well. You 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 yeah. part of something. The, honestly, mean? that's it. There's there's a band in Cork, um, the Love Buzz. They're like Love Bugs or Buzz. The Love Love Buzz, okay. but they're very like nineties kind of grunge pop almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just they released an EP, and I just ordered that on vinyl. But like, um, it's it's a great album. But like, I've never, I don't like not just because they're from Cork or anything, but they're just fucking great tunes. And I think it's green. I didn't even really look. I was like, yeah, cool, <laughs> green vinyl, not a bother. But like, I wouldn't be someone that would. I don't have a massive collection. I have twenty four vinyls, and that's been my entire life yeah. you know like a lot of my friends now are um especially in the band like avid avid vinyl collectors but when i don't i don't are do that at all. Like, me i i don't buy any physical media mm-hmm. anymore the only time i would is if i'm at a gig i've had about 12 pints and it's that whole gotta support the band that band was really good gotta yeah, support yeah, the band. yeah yeah so you end up going home with a cd even though you don't have a cd player you know you put it in your it, back it pocket goes, you sit down and those you break it tend to go in the car the yeah. thing the thing i'm kind of that i get slightly jealous of of people who buy vinyl is when i listen to music now it's whenever i'm driving somewhere or whenever i'm out for a walk or whenever i'm exactly or, or, or doing the dishes music is always there but it's there when i'm doing other stuff I like the idea of sitting down with a record, putting a record on, and literally doing nothing else. Just yeah, it's just not subconscious you know, listening, just like, homing in and listening to the record properly. It's that's a huge. It's thing, something yeah. I don't do nearly enough anymore, and I, and I really should. Because as a kid, I used to do it as a kid, especially. Um, I used to get like Iron Maiden, and they were like Gatefold, and you had that artwork yeah. by um, Derek, uh, Riggs. Derek, Derek Riggs. Yeah. yeah. And literally, there was enough detail in those paintings to keep you occupied. That you, yeah, that you could look at the yeah, artwork exactly. for the entire fifty minutes yeah. of the album, yeah. and I kind of missed that experience. I'd, re- I'd really like that again. I think there is a wee part of me that whenever I get a bigger home and a bit more space, I think I might jump on the vinyl bandwagon and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Equally as valid though, because I think you know, ultimately, it's still supporting the artist to some extent. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You know like I, I, I'm a big fan of Spotify because I think. You know, it's. I know it has its detractors, like, but I think you know it's a tool like everything else. You know, and it's a, it's a way of getting the music out there. You know, and, and spreading the message. So I think it's it's a tool to be used in that way. You know, the, the way that you're talking about, Wayne. You know, it's mm. something that, that you know, like, it's an ever present thing. And you know, and getting blocked going to gig and buying a CD. Yeah. You know, it's just as good. You know, because it's important in every way. It's positive. Like, but like when I said to you there that like eight point eight million vinyl records sold across America in the first six months in September two thousand and twenty, there was an incredible four hundred million people paid up to subscribe to stream music. 400 million, like estimates, but today's music streaming market are over 20 billion. Well, it, I'll, I'll say this here. I haven't bought phone credit in a year, at least. I don't have, I only use, like, my phone is a piece of fucking shit. It's busted up. The only thing, I don't I don't have Wi-Fi on the go. I'll have to ask someone for their, because um, I have a horrible attention span that I'll just kind of, but I, I have Spotify specifically for when I go for a walk or when I go for a run, like I'm saying that I'll, I'll find bands that day. I'll get there, listen to their, you know, download the album and I'll do the walk test where I feel like, again, Wayne, what you're saying is to not have 
it's subconscious like enough that you're you know if you're working or doing the dishes <clears throat> excuse me or anything else that's subconscious but i feel like when you're walking or running it's like that's the only thing in my head so it's like i kind of filter things down <clears throat> to get to that level yeah. and then when i go for uh, the walk or the run it's like i am in that album like you know like i'm either playing that album live myself or I'm at a gig watching that, but it's, you know, like that, that thing is not lost in me. I can, I really do see why so many people are going to streaming services. But I mean, we were on about our maiden record label day, EMI, was it? Yeah, EMI. EMI, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you look at the likes of fucking Universal now, instead of what they're getting per album sales, they're getting now per month of downloads and streams. It's, it's fucking it's, crazy. Yeah. Like it is shit. It's for, it, it's it's the, fucking it's shit. The, the, the like, one I keep looking at, and I I tend to use Apple Music as an example because I think they're what they pay out is just considerably healthier than Spotify. Way Spotify yeah, it really is. So so basically, it's a cent for every stream that Apple will give you. So if you put in a ten a ten track album, and a, and a fan listens to it ten times, that's a dollar. Okay. Mm. If you release a physical album. It's usually sold for about ten dollars, and the band gets one dollar. So all a fan needs to do is listen to that album more than ten times on digital, and they're contributing more by yeah. digital than they are by physical. If, if that you, makes any sense, I know that no one came here for Miles' homework, but no, absolutely. But I, I get. But in 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 going with that, do you remember that thing that a band Wolfpack did? They released, um, I, this is like the perfect way to cheat the system. So what they did was on Spotify, they released an album called Sleep. Okay. So each song was 10 seconds of silence. And what they did was they asked everyone, like all the fans around the world, listen to this on repeat when you go to sleep. Okay. So people were doing that and they would book the tours of where that album was listened to most. That's amazing. And they used the funding from Fuck. getting that. The album was taken off after a while because but they were like, look, we know this isn't going to last. But, you know, they were like going off to places they'd never played before because these are the people not only <laughs> listening to their actual songs, but going as far ahead to go to sleep and put on this silent album on repeat, knowing <laughs> they're going to get money. And this is show... Because you can tell on... Uh, Spotify where people are listening to your music the most and they just book the tour around that the sleep tour unreal like, I've, I've, I've done it before I've set the volume to my home pod like really really low and just said you know play the crawling and walked out of the room and just just let these songs loop around yep. and you know let those bands yep. get a little bit more you know income as little as it is you know I think it's there's, it's like, way, there's, there's ways to help out you know it's like you know it's a it's a tool you know, yeah, so you, you do that in, in conjunction with everything else, you know, I think it depends on, on what you want out of it. You know, if, if it's, if it's your career and, and you're living, you know, you a patient mortgage, you're always going to be threatened by, you know, or concerned by, you know, the lack of yeah, income. Yeah. But, but for bands at our level, you know, it, it's another tool like, and it can be used yeah, in a positive yeah. way, like, like we're saying, you know. I, I think a, I think a lot of bands people... at our level, the biggest revenue stream is touring. Yeah. So, things not even... It's probably going to cost you more than, you know, there's a level that it's like, 
you're not like you're not going to fun too much. Nah, no, you get to crawling it. down to Cork and they bring their T-shirts, they bring their CDs. Inevitably, they'll be fucking all bought, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's usually just put back in the like. People aren't going to make a living. No, of course they won't yeah, fucking like, make a living. Okay, no, 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 cool. no, I'm just yeah, not yeah. their, their merchandise. All, all it does then is take the sting out of your. Class. Yeah, I think like that and whole, yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. T-shirt and that, thing. And that's, good. That, that's all we can hope for, you know. That that's the, like I'd be delighted, you know, if. You know, if uh, you know, a hundred quid is made, two hundred quid is made off you know, various sales or at Spotify and shirts. You know, put that so, into so, the next so, thing, yeah. then. Yeah, so it's going to put off your ferry. You know, to get to, you know that that so, you know it's, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean. So it's, you balance one against the other. It's a reasonable yeah. cost. Like, like I say, if you're Black Sabbath, you know you, you you're more concerned. You know, but you know, and it might be a negative thing, but but at this level, you, you, it's spreading the word. You know, it, it's the next thing. You know, to you know. Your Spotify streams are high in York, so you go and play York. You know? mm. So it's a, it's a tool that can be used in a, in a yeah. positive way. I think, I think that, a lot of people have a very, a very binary approach to this sort of things where, you know, what's best, physical or digital? And I think, well, the truth of the matter in many of these arguments is it's not one or the other. It's using it's both. It's using yeah. the strengths yeah. of both and taking the benefits of both, you know? Yeah. Which again harks back to, you know, framing, you know, your 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 time with your album, no matter how you release it. You know, it's it's just, it's you you're creating something, you know, beyond just the, the music. You're creating, you know, the whatever the album's called or whatever you decide to call it, you know, or or the, the design of it, you know, it's the artwork, it's the it's the investment in every level, yeah. you know, of that and, and whatever way you choose to release it, you know, and like you say, it it should be across all the formats, you know, it's it's you know, you spread it as far away as you can. You know, it's the best way of, you know, of creating something you know, bigger than just the music. It will, you know, because it will get people that I call the lazy listeners, because you're bound <laughs> to fucking hit one of them if you're going to spread it over vinyl, cassette, digital. But like a lot of people are just so fucking lazy unless you land it on their laps somehow, they'll eventually buy yeah. it. Like the guys that are like constantly asking like, oh, when you... When's this coming out? When's this coming out? Like, yeah, and these are the people that don't fucking go to gigs either. This is what I'm saying. The lads that like you'd be sitting having a pint. It's like you only know I'm even in a band because you've <laughs> seen me post one thing. You don't even like the post. You've never bought a t-shirt, you never, and you're like, oh man, I can't wait for it to come out. I don't even think you know the name of my band. Like, I think you're getting me mixed up with someone else. Like. Mm. It's mad. But I'll take it. Like. Whenever I was in a band, I remember I had like a bunch of friends and like so many of my friends aren't into metal whatsoever. And I said to them at the very start, I said, I'm asking you to come to one gig and I will never ask you to come to gig. Come to our debut gig. Just stand there with a beer. I don't care. And I'll never ask you to come again. And that's all the support I wanted from them. Beyond that, mm. I only wanted people to come and see us because they enjoyed coming to see us, you know? I never mm. wanted someone to be at a defied show out of guilt or obligation, you know? I don't think music should be that. I would rather no, I would rather no, play no. to 10 people that were interested than 50 people that weren't. Yeah. It's crazy to think, though, that, say, again, like social media, um, I'll post up something that um, we announced. Like, it's on the worn out actual socials it'll get its you know um right seen to or whatever but when i post it on my own i'll get something decent but i'll put up a picture of my dog sleeping and i'm you know bling 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 bling, bling. <laughs> do you know what i mean i want to get a tiny little worn out t-shirt for her put that up and i'm sure it'll go very right. this, is, this <laughs> is the future of band promotion this is the future of bands. Like, just get a fucking pet. <laughs> and that sums it up for me because 
the music, uh, metal music magazines, God be with the days, man. They're long gone now as well, man. I think, yeah, I think I what I you're, like, you're just getting quotes now. Like, you just need quotes for an EPK. That's, and it, it, it does help. Like, when bands send me stuff when I'm booking gigs, as fickle or whatever it is, but, like, you might be skimming through an EPK. And, James, I know you might understand this. You know, you'd see a well-done EPK. You might see something decent, like, from Kerrang. And there's a little part of me that's like, all right, pay a little, okay, we'll see, we'll see what the story is with this. And then you might get other emails that are just like, do you have any gigs in, can I have a gig? Like, you know, and you're like, yeah. and then the next email is, sorry, I forgot to attach the song. And then the next email is the song. And you're like, <laughs> this better be fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, too many to mention, my friend. Seems way yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of the email the guys from Siege got. They got something along the lines of... Oh, that was on next Siege. Or what was it? Us, next Siege. Yeah, that was unreal. Jeez, we had to, that. That got some leverage. Like we were going on about that for ages. Like, was, come on, get, give have... us maybe a, a few examples, James, that stand out. Yeah, I, I couldn't possibly do that. Of course, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't you have to name the, the bands, bands, but like one or two particular ones, you just went, "What the fuck?" Because the one John sent was fucking. That was that's legendary now. Like, well, I, nothing specific springs to mind, but there's been a lot of can I have a gig? So it is when what here is my band. They are called, you know, a little bit of punctuation, lads, goes a long way. You know, if you can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? It's not. It's not. Watch now. He he'll take one out and just like this one. This is from me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're this dickhead. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes nothing have to be that you know complicated or or even that you know descriptive. Sometimes all it just takes is you know getting the point across. Yeah, yeah a few basics. You know, um, just a few links. Even you know, just like mm. give us a gig. Yeah. So it is. That, that's not gonna fly to anybody. Like, like I, I, I support. I like to support as much as I can. But you gotta give me something to work with as well. You know, yeah. there are. Of course, yeah. You know, I, you know, like even I've said this. Like, I've said this a hundred times. If you want the gig, do the gigs. You know, I know fine yeah, rightly yeah. that if, if there's a, a promoter and he sees some punter at all the gigs that he's putting on, and then that punter yeah. comes up to him and goes, "You know, I've got a band, and we wouldn't mind playing something like this." Yeah, that's great for starting off for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, I can't, I can't book a tour by going to every gig and then being like, "Can I get be broke?" Like, remember that, Evan? When we had gigs in Cork, there was a lot of bands didn't fucking bother their whole showing up to other bands' gigs. I'm I'm just going to say this now for any bands that I put on <laughs> in the future and have put in the past. And if you're listening to it and you've done this, I have seen it, and I am aware that. They've done it and I don't like it, but I'm not going to be like, everything's fine. It's a fucking dick move. But going downstairs, drinking all your fucking pints, coming up, playing your gig, and then going downstairs again to drink pints and having no interest whatsoever there was, there was... in any of the other bands playing and then make out that you're part of like a fucking scene or you're trying to like push things or really give a shit there, there was a band came Bullshit. and played Belfast it was James that booked them a band called I Kill You from New York and they played the limelight and they watched every single support band I fucking right? I love they that came man up and, and I they noticed talked to us it, like... and they were like straight off the bat was, your influence is this band this band and this band and they were like yep you know because they properly yep. paid attention love, little things then, like that then man. when yeah. they went back they uploaded a video to YouTube 
where they thanked, and they'd done like 30 dates across UK and Europe, mm-hmm. and they thanked every single support band by name, you know? And it was just, to me, that was just, yeah, that's what this go. is about. This is what this should be about. You know, yeah. not Scottish band sitting in the green room, oh. kind of being too cold to stand and watch a band or whatever, you know, just. I agree. It's, it's, I mean, those things I are do. It's a life, yeah. but, you know, you have to, you have to engage on, on some level, you know, and, and if you're, be a, if you want to be a part of something, actually be a part of it. Yes. And, and, yeah. and talk to people, you know, and you, you never know, you, you know, you'll enjoy it. You, you know, what's like, yeah. like, what's not to like? I like, I love watching bands. You know, what's not to yeah. like about standing with a beer and, and watching a band? It's brilliant, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, as people that are involved in the scene, like, you know, the difficulties involved sometimes, but, you know, okay, load your amp afterwards or, you know, yeah, once yeah. your kit's packed away, it's fine. Just, Get, get involved. You know, the bands appreciate I, it so much. Like, oh, they do. And I, but the the other thing to add to that is, the other side of it is, I do understand if you're getting a band down that's in the middle of a fucking massive tour, some like you know situations like that. If the band literally just needs to go upstairs and relax a little bit, you know, come and go a bit. But like at the end of the day, they have fourteen, fifteen gigs in two days. Ahead of them, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 like. There's, no, there's, well, there's I'm specifically on about the local I'm, scene. Yeah, yeah. Lo, yeah, lo, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that, that's that, if different. we're talking about like local scene, there's that band, and I'm actually, it's definitely because I've, um, I'm an idiot, but um, from Scotland, uh, the lads, long name, Razor I actually, Sharp I had them, Razor Sharp Death Blizzard. Um, Shout out to Jamie and the boys. Legend. They're fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Jamie Clark, absolute Cheers, legend. Jamie. They are the perfect, perfect example of, um, you know, we we played with, our first gig with Alex. Actually, we played with them at Urban Assault, and he came up to us being like, "Yeah, man!" Like he started naming out all the tunes. Be like, "Yeah, I, I, I saw videos of this gig he played, and I saw this, and I was like, fuck, I think they're such a great band. Even if I like, you know, it's one of those things that they're just so into yeah. our scene." Like I, I consider them part of our scene as well. Like we had, we had them on two gigs. There's a reason why I have their CD, I have their vinyl, yep. I have their long and sleeve T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking reason. We played with them a few times now. Yeah, they were the tour that got the long tour that we had for April, <clears throat> um, the April one for when it all started. We had them on two gigs, I think. And that was just Jamie being like, hey, we're actually over. And I think they were with, um, they were trying to figure out dates for with Black, Black Shook. Yeah. yeah, so he just, again, he messaged me being like, we're trying to fill dates and we see you're doing the tour. And I was like, just jump on our tour for those dates. Let's just make it all fucking mm. link up. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would I be like, oh, you're going to be playing a gig around the same time? Like, no, fuck that, man. It's like, yeah, jump. you jump on two dates of our tour. Like, I hope that makes everything easier for you. And he was like, yeah, that's perfect. Within an hour, had them on the Dublin gig. And there was another gig, I think. I can't remember what it is now. But, you know, just something simple like that, being like, yeah, of course. Why Why would I not want yeah. There's to There's certain bands like that that you just you. hope that people will fucking just go and see them because, you know, they've made it, the effort. If I can, well. if I can hang out simple. with you in a sound check. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that simple as well. You know, just being being a part of something and being enthused and involved. And, you know, you know, if you're approachable and amenable and supportive, you know, good things will happen for you. I mean, you know, we're, yeah. 
as, as a, a species, humans are very unapproachable when it comes to, you know, things yeah. like that. So it can be just as easy as that. Mm. You know, that's a great, I, I love to hear yeah. stuff like that. You know, I love the attitude. You know, I, I love the openness. It's a great way of... Like, James, you're such an important link for us, them, so, because, I mean... You really are. Yeah, 100%. And John would say, say the same thing, to be honest. John would say the exact same thing, yeah. Mm. I think it's made a lot bad of rep, John. Really but, yeah. hairy, you know, I'm very flattered actually by that. And yeah. I think the same way about everyone else. I think, you know, people like yourself and John and Richie, you know, it's it's a huge, it's a great network. It's great to be a, a yeah. part of it, you know, and that's what frustrates me about not being able to do it at the minute because, you know, I, I kind of miss that, you know, that aspect of, of, of some of the bands that we've been over and the, and the togetherness of it all, you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. You know, it's in, in saying that, take take that missing thing now in this conversation as more of a drive rather than be like, fucking, yeah. Like, you know, after a conversation like this being like, how much is just constantly in other people's head being like, well, fuck it. Like, you know, what's the worst that can happen if I do, again, like to bring it back to the original thing with the metal to the masses. It's like, we have something that we're pushing towards. If that doesn't happen then it's not going to be too far that we're going to have to move it off. It's not like we're talking fucking two or three years down the line. Do you know, like this, this is the point now where people are starting to get um, buzzed again, being like, because they can see the end yeah. of yeah, the, the road, you know? So I think, uh, again, with Wayne being on here, it just kind of, and you talk about Metal of Masses, like, because I, I watched all those podcasts that Wayne did, you know, over the last lot of years, and it just really mm. struck me how much, you know, it was, you know, Something was starting to happen with it. It became, you know, it was. I felt like that. That you know, the wrong kind of music was kind of part of it. You know, yes. it was, you're dissecting the thing afterwards, yeah, and very I, much so. Was yeah. really interested in that. It became something, you know, and, and even seeing me now, it just makes me think of. <laughs> I really do miss that kind of the amount know, of fibers he owes. Yeah, yeah, you know, Wayne and Claire arriving at the shows. What's happening? Man? How are you? And what you know? What about tonight? Here's your voting slip. You know, and that whole being, it was you know a bit of part of something bigger. It was really, it was really cool, man. They're really we, we but James and 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 Wayne will agree with me. Like that's why we're here because mm-hmm. or myself and Wayne will do the stuff that you won't get caught up in. Your purpose is a promoter. Get the bands in and get the vibe going. Get all the crowds in. And then the likes of me and Wayne can go, well, this is the scene. This is what it's yeah. about. This is yeah. this is yeah. why you need to support the likes of James. This is why you need yeah. to support the yeah. bad That's reputation. It's an ecosystem. You see, the, thi- the, thing, I, the thing I love about yeah. the podcast format is there's no, there's no pretense about it. It's no. just people having a beer and chatting about it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I think there's a place for like um, journalistic reviews of local gigs and stuff. Yes, yes, but yes. Sometimes it comes across as a bit of you know, you know, we entered Voodoo and you know the the rumbling bass as it you know set against an encore of drums and stuff. <laughs> it's it's a little bit sort of like um, it's 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 within itself in the style of writing, and it almost seems mm. more concerned about the writing than the actual reviewing okay. of the bands at times. The, the aesthetic a, of the language itself yeah. rather than what it's portraying we're, you're we're, actually trying to say. Podcast, yeah. You can just sit there and go, here, that band were belter, weren't they? Why do you think they were belter? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, the bass was... Oh, man, it human, it humanizes the whole it thing. Does, and it, it just, humanizes it. Makes, it yeah. I think it makes it a lot more natural. And I think... I'm not trying to blow me on trumpet or, or Richie's trumpet over, but I think the sort of feedback you get off this sort of format is way more valuable than like a sort of journalistic review. That, that's just yeah. my opinion. I'm sure yeah. not everyone necessarily agrees. I think it's more genuine as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, the, and it's just, 
it's as Wayne says, it's, it's people sitting around having a beer, you know, dissecting, you know, after the fact what happened. And I think that's very endearing. I think I, that's what I like about it. You know, yeah. I, I like a lot of those people sitting around having a beer and 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 sort of breaking it down. It was you know, we, we it was missed very, it. very engaging. Like there was one season of Metal to the Masses where we didn't we didn't run the podcast, and it just for me personally, anyway, the the whole event just didn't seem the same to me because I I, I mean I really looked it was forward an extra to it. outlet for it. We like... were standing at the gig and after the gig we'd all be like, you know, can't wait to talk about this in the podcast, you know, especially mm. with this happened and that yeah. happened and the other thing and stuff. You know, it was it just I, I think it created a bit of a buzz and it just made the whole yeah. thing more fun. I, I liked it because it you know it was a culture that was starting to spring up yes. around it. Mm-hmm. You know and, that and, and that's, that really, that's so really, important. Yeah, the culture of it. I was I was always really excited, Wayne, to hear about how the gigs went through your podcast. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I always and I'd I'd message after after everyone just being like sick. Like, do you know there'd be bands that like you you describe and like what I what I loved and like I I'll be honest with you, like I kind of brought it to the forums as well. Is like instead of trying to just be like oh, they were, they were sick, as in like, you know, if someone's going to put something up for review, don't expect to get your dick sucked yeah. every fucking no, time. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair, yes. everyone's been so, so, so chill about it because it's not like, like if I do or like... Look, we want to be supportive, like strangers, but we can be critical yeah, but I'm not, man, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to fucking lie yeah, yeah, like, yeah. either, do you know? But you, I think you had such a good, like... Just like this is this is what I thought, and like I think when you as a person, you're very like straight to the point, and kind of like this is how this is how I think it went, and like you know, I gen- I really admired that being like even if that was one of our gigs, because I know there was a gig that we were supposed to do, and I think we were going to do a podcast around the time. But if you were on that and being like, they were good, but there's this things that I'm like, I find that more refreshing than. Just being like, yeah, the lads are sound. Yeah. To, to, to me, there, there's there's two things that come with that. The first is, if you say every band's great, it's no longer a compliment. There's no it's, it's no longer a compliment to say action. you're great. It's like Wayne thought we yeah. were great, and someone will be like, yeah, but Wayne thinks everyone's great. So what, what's, yeah, what's yeah, it matter? Yeah, yeah. You know? worth, it, worth the yardstick? Worth yeah. how do you measure? You, you the, have to be the, honest about the it. The level of, of what's great and, and what needs yeah. work. And the other thing was... I had, I had the luxury of taking a step back from that because <laughs> Joe, Evan and Danielle will call it. It, will, it is hard. It's great. It's and really, it's so really hard. hard like. I get paranoid, man, after being like... Oh, <laughs> say dickhead, say like. we'd done a podcast and we were talking about Corn and Deftones and System of a Down and Monolord for talk of sake of four random bands. 100% know where you're going with this um, and I agree. <laughs> we don't have to look those bands in the eye the next gig we go to. Yeah. You know, we can criticise yeah. them and say whatever we want. We take whenever, the music for face value what we're getting. But whenever I say that a certain breakdown in a survivalist song sounds like garbage, I have to walk and stand in a room to them the next day and go, there's that guy. And one thing did happen. We tried, and I've always said this, you have to be honest, and if you don't like a band, just say that you don't like a band. Just don't be a dickhead about it. You know, mm. don't say that they're a shit band. Say yeah, that yeah. This, look at yeah, this. This is the, band the worst thing I've ever thought. No yeah. bollocks. Like yeah, but yeah, we we tried to be you know as as positive as we could while being honest, and we talked about a particular band, and a singer actually left a band based on the feedback that we gave on the podcast. And to me, that is, that's my biggest nightmare. Fuck. We don't want to discourage anyone from being mm. a band. I don't want any, I, I don't totally want, understand I don't that. want anyone yeah. to go, 
I'm not going to be a guitarist anymore because we got shredded on this podcast. Well, she, she, it was a girl and she came to us and she was actually really thankful. She was kind of like, thank you for making me see that this band wasn't for me sort of thing. It was, it was a very, very strange situation. (laughs) But um, it could have been a lot worse. Don't you dare ever review us ever. (laughs) We'll all, we'll all fight to leave first. No, Wayne said I'm shit. We don't exist. We don't. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was all kind of, well, the people. thing, but you still felt a bit weird about it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. it was just, it was just kind of an odd situation. Um, but as, as I say, and Richie, I'm sure you feel the same. We don't do this to discourage anyone. We don't Jesus, want anyone to, like, to, to, to step away from being involved in the scene or, or live music just because a couple mm. of guys that happen to run a podcast don't like what they do. You know, yeah. that, that should that should never be the case. And in fairness, I mean, probably Evan would be the most critical out of them. But I mean, he always will focus on a positive and that's the way it is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just not to knock anybody, but if it's shit, he'll yeah. call it shit, but try and give a constructive criticism to it. Yeah. Especially yeah. young, especially young bands. As well. Especially it's young just... bands. It's a great point, James. Like the young <laughs> bands will always make the mistakes and they'll fucking learn from it. You know, yeah. the thing is that those young bands, you know, that, that band they're in right now might not be where they end up. You know, I've mm. seen that. Yeah. A lot of bands where you know two or three of the members have got you know been in kind of young, enthusiastic bands that maybe haven't been great but have been very you know great attitude, and then two or three of them will you know will eventually go on yeah. and do something else that, I mean, that you know as they mature as musicians and as songwriters, you know. So you, yeah. you can't see that progression with individuals. Joe you know? from Gamma Bomb now would recognize that all day long, wouldn't he? Yeah, all day oh, 100%. Long. Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely, like, if I'm saying I don't like a band or a song, like, there, I'll, I'll, I'll give a reason, but it's never like, oh, they're shit. But I would love, like, even, like, every single acoustic song I've ever written or, like, all the bands that I used to be in, I'd love that audio playing underneath everything I'm saying, <laughs> you know, just to be like, don't worry, lads. I'm not pretending I'm anything, yeah. you know, like, it's... I can po- I can poke enough holes in my own band before you even get a chance. <laughs> Do you know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm not impervious either way around. But I think you need to kind of have that thing of being like, it's like because imagine like fucking starting the band being like, oh, everyone's going to love this is going to be the one band that nobody's ever going to disagree on. Like if you can do that, fair play. But yeah. it's kind of comes with the nature of not everyone, especially with heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, I think everything's a progression. They know. I don't think there are any shit bands. I think they're just bands that are in development. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's progressive. And no, I think they're shit bands. Well. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you're saying. You know, but it's, it's, you got to be, you know, supportive of, of that. Like uh, you know, core ten. That's yeah, here, you know, here are areas where you might, you know, you might make improvements. And, and like, like I said previously, those mm. guys will go on and do other things. The, the ones that, um, you know, the, the ones that are. Uh, you know, take it on board and, and, and modify their style because it, you know, it's not easy. There's a lot of variables, you know, yourself in, in, in writing music and being in band. So it's it's like, that's the thing to, to kind of foster and kind of be, you know, positive about because, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. James, you know I mean? was, was there any one band in particular? Now I'm putting you on the spot. You just went, holy shit, these lads are fucking class and nobody got them. Two glass eyes. And yeah, nobody I mean, got them. 
going back down the years, Spindrift and Honey for Christ were two bands in the early days that, that it really struck me um, as just being, you know, at the time, the, the top of their game, you know, both for the energy and, you know, and the enthusiasm. You know, Skype had it too. I've had a long relationship mm. with it, you know. They've been going a long time yeah, now, haven't they? Good year, next year. So in their early days. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing them support um, they were they were supporting Curb Dog at one stage. Was it in Limerick? I don't think they did support now. Did they support? Uh, did they not support Curb Dog? I'll have to check that now. Yeah. The boys in Chemical Addiction know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, but but them, you know, so, uh, like more recently, Nomadas I mentioned before, I made a, you know, a big impression. Over off, uh, yeah, there are consistently actually with, with them, but to me, it's like it's almost like leaps and bounds. Um, we mentioned Lockhorns earlier on as well. You know, I kind of had I knew they would be destined for for greater things. So you, you definitely get that kind of. And but know, what about the bands then that just disappeared? How can nobody could get them? Like, is there any of those bands? Two glass eyes. There, I think there's been a few. Yeah, I mean, God, nobody brings mine out here, put me on the spot. But like, they're they're definitely Mojo Fury. They were a fucking unreal yeah, band. Yeah, they, well. they were great. Unreal. You know? This is going way back, but there used to be a band from Belfast called No Grace Given. I think I only seen oh, them yeah, two or three great. times, and they were outstanding. What kind and of what music when was that? See, honestly, of... they were about the same whenever I was just getting back into metal because I went through a wee period of not listening to metal, mm-hmm. and I got back into it, started going to the local scene. The, the the front man like had a now that the they went through a couple of front men whenever I was into them, but their first guy had a real Henry Rollins vibe to him. You know, okay, big big guy. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. built, um, and I think. I think it was sort of like um, somewhere between groove metal and and like hardcore punk, um, mm. but it was it was great stuff, really crushing stuff, just hard hitting, straight to your face metal music, and I really yeah. really miss them. I wish they had hung about for a little bit longer. Mm. Like you, you've bands like Axe Catcher, like I don't know if you've heard the the new single, yeah, but fuck me, about. man, that that band is just absolute legends, like such nice guys, mm-hmm. but they're just and I've seen them go through so I remember they were like a four piece and like sounded pretty much exactly like every time I die yeah. well, I remember like everyone used to call it every time I dairy <laughs> like they were just like but and then to like still have that sound but like a, a newer version but as a fucking three piece like when we played in Belfast um, they played with us and I was just like I, like I fucking hate going on after them like I really could just yeah. like I wear that Axe Catcher t-shirt all the time I listen to them all the time I love them and I'm like I'm all, I always want to put them on our, our shows but every time I'm like it's, it's not the octopus t is it like, no, no no the octopus one is a Baylor one um, oh, I've, the, I've, I've an Axe t-shirt with an octopus on it and I have worn it it's like falling apart I wore it that much yeah the, the one <laughs> I have is like a it's like a grey one with like it's almost like a hornet's one uh-huh. um, it's like a a grey kind of thing with like someone holding a skull but it's not the Hornets one yeah. I have another Hornets one like that mm-hmm. that's another band fucking Hornets <laughs> like that I have them on vinyl there uh, another another Belfast band I would love to see come back um, is Gacy's Threads I think oh they were they were back and in the day the, the funny thing about Gacy's Threads the first three or four times I seen they them they played with Mike got spiked like. <laughs> I, I really disliked them I really did not like Gacy's Threads to start with really yeah um, and the more I seen them, the more it, it just started to click. And it was like, they, these these guys are something else. Uh, Stephen Curry on drums, without a doubt, one of the best drummers visually to watch. You know, the energy he guy had, 
I remember, I remember speaking to him about drumming, and he was telling me that other drummers have told him that he doesn't need to hit the drum so hard, and he doesn't need to go so energetic. You know, yeah. he can he can dial it back, and it won't be so exhausting. But he doesn't I've want it because that. it's just fun. It's just fun to drum like that. And I've heard that, man. <laughs> I've heard that. There's a lot of faster things that we're doing now um, with like stuff that we're writing. There's faster sections. And I'm like, <gasps> like, like to be fair to Alex, is like, you don't have to <laughs> step up here, you know. I'm like, yeah, but I want to. <laughs> and spring to mind, James. Well, just to play it on Wayne for the Gacy's like, I mean, they had a really good go at it as well, you know. Like Curry did the label, and they mm-hmm. did, they toured Europe and that kind of thing too. So Gacy's were, I mean, they were just fast and aggressive and. They used to play Kilkenny a bit as well, I think. You know, they were, they were you know, mm. great to watch. You know, they really were top of their game. Like, yeah. I can't do you remember it. Acid Tone? I still I remember them well, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, they, Jesus, they yeah, Acid Tone. Yeah, yeah, they played Download when they were all 16. Yeah, I was as young as that like, well. they, were, they were kids. I, yeah, I found them again a uh, couple of months ago, just being like, because they were on some game, weren't they? They were on like... Was it Madden or fucking some sports game anyway, or Need for Speed or something anyway? But Acetone ended up getting a like at fucking sixteen. Do you know what I mean? And they came from the kind of the blast beef era, kind of that that kind of thing. And I was like, there's a band called Lodestone from way in the early DP days that were kind of like a sort of stoner rock kind of thing. And they, this was like sort of two thousand and one, two thousand and two. They were youngsters. Uh, and, and they kind of came from nowhere, and they were like really talented guys, like really yeah. good, you know, that and that kind of kind of clutch sort of nebula kind of style, you know, big grooves and big riffs. And um, wait a minute, there's another fucking band. This is gonna. They sounded like Alison Chin. Oh my god, I'm actually gonna. It's gonna kill me now. Um, I know there was a monkey on the cover. I, I will. I'll, I'll send it to you individually. But these guys okay. were. Okay, that might be. Incredible. Now you sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice guy. That's, thank God I remember that. Jesus, thank God for me not having to edit that out. Jesus Christ. No, no, not yet. <laughs> nice guy. Oh, my God, man. Have a listen to this band. These guys were so young. And it was like perfect Alice in Chains, like like more yeah, suddenly. I, I remember, oh yeah, I think one of them was an Arcane. It was a band called Arcane up here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind I think one of them moved away or something. Yeah, but it's yeah. crazy to think that I was obsessed with that band. I don't even know who's in it. I just was fucking obsessed with them, and like they have no idea. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy how how music can like kind of work like that. But yeah, Jackal Jack Feud as well. They were kind of a bit more Jackal Feud, yeah, yeah, yeah. great, more, great more, band, yeah. Kind of you know, sort of like bands that kind of you know burn brightly, but for a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. something so, is something. The drummer from Jackal Feud is in. Um, uh, is it Muller Bear? Muller Bear. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I'm band. pretty sure Grandpa. he was at the drummer was in Jackal Feud, or one of them was there, or some oh, some relation to Jackal Feud, yeah. But anyway, yeah. no, I I always loved the northern scene. Like. Let's get back to James, man. You've got gigs coming up for us all. So Bloodstock Metal to the Masters. Let's get back to that. The grand final, two thousand twenty-one, uh, Saturday the tenth of July. Elder Druid, Hint, a cycle. How would you pronounce like it? Like a one Yeah, pure Sonic Outcast, Rupturation, Sinister, Survivalist, and Victim Royale. That yeah. is some oh, fucking okay. lineup, man. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Man. I just, you know, I, I just hope we can do it. You know, I, I try to stay positive. I think, you know, I think it's a good shout to have something yep. happening that day. I think the lineup's brilliant. You know, I'm, mm. I'm you know, one of those bands gets to play Bloodstock. You know, we, exactly. we don't have Simon yeah. here, so it's it's three judges, unanimous decision. You know, to, to, to pick the winner. But I'm just excited because it'll be the you know it'll be the first thing back in a year and a half. Yeah. You know. On the first metal game. There'll be tears at that, man. Yeah. There'll be tears at that. Well, uh, if I'm going to be there, I'm going to be fucking crying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Balling, yeah, yeah. Hopefully it breaks down. It's going to be emotional. My know, divorce will be fucking harsh, but uh, ruthless. Um, so Pure Sonic, <laughs> Pure Sonic outcast Stephen Adam launch as well on the 7th of August. Yeah, yeah. Same kind of thing as well. It's in the limelight. Again, there might be restrictions, but like, again, it's, you know, they're one of those bands that have just kept themselves busy. They did those live streams. They've got an album coming out, signing American label. Um, good sludgy stoner doom band. Great supporting cast. So yeah, we're hey, again, so it, much for the sub. I don't know anything about them. Am yeah, I, am I right in saying that Hint have only played one gig? Uh, that was the Metal of Masses last year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, gig, album launch. Again, just one of those shows where everyone's standing there going, what? What, what the fuck? What? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, time signature switches just constantly the whole way through. Oh, I mean, already. Uh, like, yeah. insane, insane musicians. Absolutely insane. Like, if you think you can headbang to this music, you're wrong. You, know, you just, you just can't. You know, but without a degree, you can't. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> band to watch. Absolutely fantastic. If there uh, was in Condemned, you know, Stevie Hobson, he's been in loads of bands, so that it's, they've got the pedigree for it as well, you know. So yeah, it's, it's not their first rodeo, definitely not. Yeah, I was away from it. I was kind of sad to miss him, but, you know, like I obviously have a, have a history with, with stand-up guy and I know Ian really well. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited for that too, just to see what, you know, what they're going to bring to the table. You know, it's again, it's one of those old heads, but with a new approach type uh, and, of thing. And a band that have put yeah. out some of the most original merch that I've ever seen in my life. They sold um, band-branded wooden spoons do you know what that's so fucking ridiculous will you send me a link for that I'll get one I'm not even joking like Wayne send, send me one on Facebook I'm fuck. I will 100% buy a wooden spoon from a band because it's so ridiculous like so ridiculous and about uh, insane time signatures we can't go past Acid Age and their album launch with Crossfire and Mortal Backlash on What's that? August, isn't it? Twenty first of August. Hopefully, after Bloodstock again. I, I just I'm excited about that. You know, I think I said are brilliant. Uh, Crossfire. I just really big fans mm-hmm. of those guys. They played the the Celtic Thrash thing last year. I thought they were excellent. Um, for me, they really stood out that night. So, uh, I just think it's a great lineup again. You know, it, it's making an event out of these things. You know, these are all kind of launches in some way, or yeah. you know, there's an event. It's, again, we talk about the album thing. You know, this to me feeds into that. It's, you know, with the last two you mentioned, they're both album launches. So it, it, even for the DP and for the live shows, it's it's tied around or themed around you know a, a significant release. So mm. really exciting. That Acid Age album is fucking outstanding, man. It's outstanding. He's a genius, man. He's such a fucking dude. All of them are, to be fair now, for a three-piece. Yeah, you've been big pushers of them now, to be fair. The great thing about Acid Age is the growth that you've seen in them because I've been following those guys from early doors and I remember one of the first Acid Age shows I went to, you could tell that there was three incredibly talented musicians (laughs) on stage that weren't particularly good at playing with each other. 
and they've just grown since then. And mm. I mean, they've went through such a journey. They went from a three piece right up to a six piece, and now they're back down to a three piece again. So um, it's 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 an interesting band. You know, there's a hell of a story there. Yes, um, seeing that but, progression and going along with it as well. There's there's something about that as well. Do you know, like you feel like you're almost part of something. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Raven Light, they're playing then Project Genesis, another album launch. Yeah, the again, silence and the crux. Yeah, again, it's the same same type of thing. You know, it's it's framed around. I think with like with Acid Age and with Raven Light, you know, they've had their albums in the can for so long now, and they want to do something with it. You know, the, both albums released like well, sort of last year and within the last few months of so Raven mm. Light as well. Just like Dan to get out there and do something with it. You know, and I think they're a great band as well, and a bit of a an anomaly up here. You know, but there's not a lot of gothic metal bands. Yeah, you know. That's true. Yeah, um, very true. Type thing. So they have uh, you know, they sit in a nice kind of wee niche, and they've got a wee bit of a following as well. And you know, their video. Again, their, well, I can't remember which video it was. It was fucking outstanding. Um, that's great, I appreciate you know. that, Richie. I really do. Was it you? Yeah. <laughs> was that the green screen? Was that is that the band the green screen one that you did? You put up a couple good few months ago now was oh, it oh it was just an no. empty room with a load of smoke <laughs> was that a few months ago because I remember you oh, maybe, posted, maybe we're um, talking about something. maybe we're not talking about my video there, this was a... there, well that's the one I'm thinking of anyway. Oh, okay. there was one that you put up a couple of months ago that I oh, was that's, like no that's the Sonoma Until the Sands one the, the Raven yeah, Light yeah. one we, uh, we done in a, an empty church hall and just bellowed the place with smoke yeah. <laughs> we ended up getting the uh, we set the fire alarm off and had to leave the building and stand outside and wait that's class man fair foxy win cool yeah and the last one that I have on the list anyway is Norwegian Punky Stoners Bokasa uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, with um, Florence Black uh, in in tow as well. So, yeah, again, another in, another interesting one. You know, that, that sort of gets into the whole back end of the year touring band type thing. You know, we still have, we have still hopefully have Orange Goblin uh, in December and Phil Campbell. Yeah, uh, in the as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's, hopefully by that stage we'll be. Bukasa played Slam. Is that right with Metallica? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange Goblin, if you have any interest in any uh, metal whatsoever, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, don't yeah. go and see the Goblin, you're Preaching mental. Preaching to the converted, yeah. yeah. One of the, <laughs> probably, I would say, one of the best UK metal bands ever. I've never seen a bad show by them. They're fantastic. Theatrical as fuck, too, is all in their play. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, the ultimate kind of fantasy scenario is that you know, we end the year on, on that kind of show. Yeah. Or it, it, for me, it's one of the last ones. You know, at the end of like the most difficult period of known, you know, to finish yeah. off with something like Goblin and to be like the gateway to 2022 and to have them, you know, being at the front of that type of thing, if you know what I mean, in December. Blacks it off. Like. You know, and and they just be like, a, you know, like it was with them finishing off the year would just be immense. And I, I really don't think that, that night that Orange Goblin plays, see, just as they're coming to the close of their set, just lock the doors. That don't let anyone else in or <laughs> out, and we're just partying for the rest of the night with Orange Gold. Maybe a big cry. Party until the next game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end this. James Loveday of the Distortion Project, Wayne Donaldson of the Wrong Kind of Media. Thank you so much for coming on the Metal Cell Podcast. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank Pleasure you. to be on. Nice see you again soon, boy. Yeah. Take care. And Evan, as always, thank you so much for jumping in at the last minute. Fair play to you. Not a butter boy, I have no life whatsoever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so crucially, James named out all those uh, gigs. If you're up in Northern Ireland, if you want to fucking travel from the South of Ireland to get up there, 
you have the dates, man. Uh, support your local metal scene, and we name check the shitload of bands tonight. So check them out, like. Thanks a lot. Lad. Yeah, that means a lot. It's good to see it. everyone. Fantastic metal scene on this island. Thanks, lads. Hundred percent, man. Take care. Go. Cool. Okay.